Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Bijou Podcasts. Well, it's like Kevin Costner said, you know? Oh, excuse me. If you build it. They will come. Field of Dreams. Okay. Great movie. Have you got Have one? you seen Field of Dreams? No. Well, that's where, you know, that's I where these... I don't want to see all these movies. Is it about some baseball player that's from the Bronx or something? It's about baseball, but all I these... I knew it! Oh, you're still chewing. I'm still chewing a cracker. <laughs> you are a cracker. Welcome to Couple Goals Question Mark. I'm Stacey June. And I'm Ben Jenkins with a cracker. We are a couple going through fertility treatment, sharing our journey and just, I don't know, chewing the fat, trying to get through it bit by bit. <laughs> and um, if you haven't heard our show before and you wonder what brought us here, how we ended up sticking jabs into our stomachs and, you know wanking into cups um you Who's can wanking go into a cup? well you would have had to at one point that's a really good hummus a lot of people it is good hummus mm. it's what do you call it hummus 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 yeah hummus 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 anyway you can go back and listen to episode one and two which gives you a bit of an idea of how we met and episode two gives us gives you a background as to why we are on the fertility journey yeah the journey. Why we want to have a baby? Well, that's for another day. I don't On know. The we've fertility never, we've done another. We've, well, actually, today's a little bit about, I guess, the spiritual, emotional side of having a baby, um, and so we probably will get into that a little bit today. Yeah, we're talking about the conscious side of conception, mm. um, and what we've done, and we've both done our own things in our own way. Yeah. Um, Let's break it down for a second before we get into. Mm-hmm. What that is, conscious conception, conscious coupling, a lot of people roll their eyes. But essentially, how would you describe what conscious conceiving is? Well, it's just consciously going through a process to get in touch with yourself, uh, release some um, sort of pains and things from the past or anything that might mm. be holding you back from feeling positive about having a baby. Uh, so that's work you do with yourself. That's work you do with you know certain practitioners to release those fears and and um, sort of sort of build up your um, your positivity really um, and your comfort with having a baby and just getting you ready for the process. So you, you're consciously aware of it. You're not just going in, going, okay, we're we're going to do some injections and then we're going to do an insemination and that's it. It's being aware of what you're feeling, what you have felt, what you need to let go of, and what you need to get ready for to do that insemination and have the best po- and you know go for the best possible result. I think for me it starts even further than that where it's really and I think it's right when you speak of um, letting go of particular issues or I guess problems that aren't serving you really cleaning out your life. Yeah. And um, that goes that goes to like what we've you know talked about before. Um, 
is about those past experiences that have been, you know, uh, I don't want to use the word failure because it's a very harsh word, um, but those experiences that haven't worked or haven't come to what, fruition. fertility, like um, fertility? Inseminations. So, right. you know, we've had... But I'm not talking about them. No, but I'm saying they're things that, that leave marks on you. They're things that chip away at your confidence. They're things that chip away at your hope and they're things that stick on you. Yeah. So you have to kind of go back to those and release them to... Um, put them in the past, like truly put them in the past, away not just out of mind, but out of spirit, out of emotion. I don't, yeah, I don't think that's conscious coupling. I think that's a part of dealing with the process. But I think conscious coupling. It's not conscious be- coupling. It's conscious. Concept. Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. I meant conscious conceiving. Ben, oh, okay. we're doing the correction thing like within five, three minutes. But I am the corrector. <laughs> Don't give me the shits. I'm hungry now. And we've like we've recorded another podcast before this already. Do you want Because they're pretty delicious. No, no. And a little bit of hummus. At the moment, you are annoying me at how nice you're being to me. I don't know why it's... I can see that. You're like sitting there going, I need to have the shits. No, I don't. Guy. I just need to get this out. And mm. so I was talking about conscious coupling and how... I actually think it starts, all of those healings begin so much earlier than the process. I mean, I actually believe that it's really important and I've believed this for myself. I don't even know if I've actually ever said this to you, but I believe that I had a, I guess, a responsibility to heal my relationship with my parents and my upbringing before I was even remotely ready to think about having a child. And I think that's probably step one of conscious conceiving. And it might not have been at a point where I'd even known you where that process began. But I was very aware I wanted to have children for a very long time. It's always been in my in my path and my goals. Mm. And I really was very aware that I wanted to parent and raise children incredibly differently to the way I was raised. Yeah. And so that process for me was a very long one and one that I do think was the beginning of conscious conceiving. I think really, I mean, the way that people describe it online is that it's more of an initiation, a rite of passage, that essentially it's a, a, you know, a a real kind of contract that's signed with the universe long before you start the physical part of it. That it really is probably even a thought process of you holding a child or you becoming a mum or a dad that is where you start to consciously conceive. You start to dream those things. But then... The metaphysical but before the physical. You, that's right. But what you do with the emotional and the spiritual is something that I think is really not discussed as much as it should be. And mm. I, I think on a lot of the podcasts and a lot of the, um, the information that we get is so much about the physical that we really forget about the emotional and I suppose the things that you're to learn, like you said, on the journey of trying to conceive, but even more so before you even remotely are ready to get to that point. Yeah. And I think a lot of people jump into it without even thinking about the kind of parents you want to be. Like, They're just like, we're married or we've been together for this amount of time. Let's have a baby. So let's talk about the kinds of things that we've done as a couple. So, Or I'll talk about personally what I've done before Mm -hmm. I met you and I suppose what I've done myself. And then we can talk about the things that we did together. Um, But like I said, I I I have a really big belief that um, it's important to heal 
uh, relationships with your parents and the way that you were parented. So you can essentially start from a fresh start. And I believe that every child really deserves the right to have as fresh a start as they possibly can. You're never going to get completely fresh. I'm always going to be my parents' child. I understand that. And there's lots of great things about that. But I think as fresh as you can get and even just some self-inquiry as to what really hurt me as a kid, what really fucked me up as a kid, what's something that I do that fucked me up? You know, that's a big question. What do I do in my relationship or in my life that fucked me up as a kid? Where did I learn a lesson that I really don't want to teach? And a very big one for me was working through my anger and finding ways to be able to express my anxiety in a much more calm and loving way. And I really wanted to make sure that my kids were not brought up in an environment where the way to deal with emotions and hard times was to scream and yell. And that was incredibly important to me. And I don't think I truly understood how much I needed to learn those lessons until we started to try. I knew I didn't want to have it. And I and I had worked pretty hard on shaking a few of those um, lessons I'd learned. But I was challenged again. Yeah. It has been so taxing and so anxiety-inducing that um, maybe the timing works the way it does because we're supposed to be learning a full lesson through this process as well. You know what I mean? So maybe when I've learned that that, and I feel like I'm getting there, I don't really feel like I am loud and angry and, yeah, I have my hormones, but I definitely am very different to where I was a year ago. Yeah. Um, Maybe as that, that progresses, then that's where the window will open for this baby to come. I don't know. We have a meditation room or a sunroom at the front of our apartment and we would sit there and we do do, do meditate together often. Yeah. We did this morning um, and we would hold hands. And what did we do at the beginning? I mean, we don't do it this extreme anymore, but we did – we would imagine like a, a love joint bubble. energy love in a treasure yeah. or yeah. something. Yeah. Do you remember what that yeah, was? Yeah, well, it's just like a, a the love bubble. That's what it was. Ex- like a, You need to explain it though. The representation of the love bubble that um, we consider ourselves to be in well, we're from the start of our relationship. Um, and so when we meditate together, we meditate, you know, facing each other. And you just imagine uh, that there's a bubble that's in between you. And then when you're meditating, it, it's, it just grows and then it encapsulates you. Yeah, but what did you what do you remember from the time that we specifically did it to con- like to try and think about conceiving? There was a, a couple times where we did yeah. a full like very long meditation around inviting yeah. a baby into yeah, that yeah, bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you would invite the baby from you know from the uh, from the higher self from the higher energies, and the baby would you know you'd imagine it coming down and being there as a part of uh, your or with us, um, and. You know, I, I've had times where we've done that in the past where I have very clearly seen or felt her um, with us at times. We can't imagine the same things. So that's what you imagined. Yeah. I imagined, like, I'm a bit more of a feeling person, so it's yeah. not so much a picture. I kind of felt that there was, like, a cradling, and I suppose 
um, I would say the words, and I think I worked through this with my kinesiologist, um, who I highly recommend going to see a kinesiologist if you are a person that's going, oh, I think I could do some emotional work in my prep, in my baby conceiving prep. Kinesiology really does break down a lot of the past patterns that quite quickly different yeah. to therapy where you can be in there sometimes with six months in I go aha kinesiology you walk out with your aha moments every yeah, time yeah, yeah. I'll put in show notes I actually interviewed my own kinesiology on the Stacey June show um, and I'll put that in show notes if you want to have a listen to a little bit more of um, how that works but yeah. with my kinesiologist she was working on um, making sure that I spoke to the spirit baby and really spoke about inviting them in and making yeah. sure that they understood we were ready and so when we first started to try and get pregnant it was pretty rushed and it, and when I say rushed it was I think because we were really really not expecting to fall pregnant straight away yeah um you know, if you are familiar with IUI and you're familiar with our story, you understand that Ben doesn't ejaculate. So his sperm was only in me for the first time when we did an IUI. We've yeah. never, ever, our bodies have never internally crossed paths apart no. from actually having sex. But there's been no, nothing left in me when yeah. Ben exits. Yeah. Um, exits my, my, my. Just pulls know. out, babe. Pulls out. I was you trying know? to think of something really nice. Pull out, all right. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. I was looking for different words oh, than okay. that. Yeah. Anyway, pulls when he, when out he, of when my he exits me. my <laughs> whatever. So, um, what Sorry, was I I'm saying? Taking a piss there. That's that's probably not. Fair. What was I saying? Uh, you're talking about the fact that we conceived. Oh yeah, to be ready. So when yeah. so when we fell pregnant, it was an absolute shock. We kind yeah. of thought we'll start now because it will take a long time. Yeah. So through that journey, we really had to work hard of you know telling the spirit that we were ready and I think we may start had started doing that after we miscarried so I think maybe you know that was what we learned from that experience that we were ready but we felt quite rushed and so you know the process the next few times when we were bringing in our baby was um was to talk about how we're ready and how you know trying to say okay this is where you'll sleep and and just really thinking about making it a reality in our minds to kind of show the spirit that this is this is a real thing like yeah. you are he- you are welcome here we see your future We're, yeah, yeah wherever whenever you want to come you yeah. know and and so you have to say that without that expectation too yeah. but it was funny a girlfriend of mine used to tell me i had one bedside table next to my bed i had a queen bed and was single as we all know if you've listened to any of my podcasts for a very long time yeah. and one of them, one of my friends said to me one day, you should get a second bedside table because yeah. you're living like it's only ever going to be you. And even if it is you for a longer time or whatever, a period of time, you can use the bedside table for something else. But at least you've got it there with energy that someone else might want to put some keys and a phone down on there. Yeah. And it was really quite cool. I mean, it was probably a year after that I met you. But After in, you bought a second bedside table? Yeah. Did anyone else use that bedside table? <laughs> That's another conversation. Oh, okay. But yes, of course. Oh, my God. I wasn't just, you know, sitting on the edge of my bed waiting for you to enter. Oh. Enter the room. Dreams are shattered. My <laughs> dreams are shattered. You just need to go on and read or listen to anything. Anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> I digress. You're very familiar with where I, what I was doing in that time. But my point is, you know, kind of, I, I don't know if I'm necessarily saying go and create a nursery for your child, but mentally you can start to think about ways to invite 
uh, your baby in that feel a little bit more like it's something happening in you know in the present as opposed to in the future. Yeah. So it's 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 just a nice way for you to also take the pressure off yourself of when, how, whatever, and just start to think about it is and it will and that you have a plan. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just to get down to the specifics, like what we both did, mm-hmm. and you've got probably a lot more things that you worked on because I think when it comes to these kind of spiritual and emotional practices, I'm a little bit uh, coming in a little bit fresher than you are. So Yeah, but babe, for a lot of dudes, you're doing quite well. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of people wouldn't. A lot of guys, I don't think, would be interested in doing some of the stuff that you did. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little bit more work. You yeah. also wa- you also worked with a kinesiologist. Yeah, so I worked with a kinesiologist on um, yeah reconnecting with my sperm basically. Mm. Um, so that um, so I've done I've done that. Uh, you know, I just d- give a, a very quick backstory your sperm because yeah. So I I reconnected with my. I worked with a kinesiologist to reconnect with my sperm. So because um, I hadn't been in touch with that sperm since I donated it, um, you know, seven years ago or whatever. So it's in a freezer. Yeah. So I worked with a kinesiologist to uh, spiritually uh, put me back in touch with that sperm. So that was really reconnecting with it and sort of saying, okay, when you wake up, you know, we've got a job to do here. And just reminding it that, you know, we have a connection. I need it to do something. Um, and that's what we, we worked quite hard doing. But it was really kind of letting go of any of the fears that um, that the sperm is uh, any less effective from having been frozen for that period of time and not in my body. Mm. Um so it was all about um, letting know, reminding it that it, of the job that it has to do, and reminding it that it's a part of me, and I have these feelings and these wants and desires f- uh, to have a baby, and letting it know that they are the same wants and desires that they need to have. So, yeah. So it, it, it's interesting, you know, talking about kinesiology and coming into it because it's fairly. It's a fairly new practice for me. I'd, I'd heard about kinesiology before, but never really knew what it was. And even when I did the session with with the kinesiologist, it wasn't. I didn't really know going into it what I was meant to be preparing for. Mm. Um, and as she has said um, in the past, you know, a lot of people are like that. They go in there, they just know that they they want, they've got something that they want to work on. Um, and um, I went into that session and walked out of that session just feeling different just really feeling uh, a lot more calm, a lot more confident that I was ready and in the best place to um, go into that insemination. Uh, And then the other thing was that she said to me, she's like, if when you're doing the insemination, you can just say to the doctor, can I just can I just hold the the syringe like the insemination <laughs> Which syringe? We've done pretty much every time. Yeah. Um, we've had four attempts now, and mm. yeah, we've had different reactions from different doctors, and that's the interesting thing. You might have you might want to just put a candle in your IVF um, your IVF experience or your IUI, or you might want to just do something that makes it a little bit unique to you. God, I encourage it. Like you mm. know, it's it's not it's not. Um, 
going to be applauded. Yeah. Let me tell you. Well, I mentioned it people, to, to our doctor at the time and she was all for it. The she, first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second one was like, I'll check with the nurses. And then the nurses were okay, but then kind of some of them said, you know, I don't know, OH&S or something. Yeah, she and just wanted like, to do things by the book. And, and I, I, you, understand, yeah. you understand that. That's, well, I don't because it's your sperm. Like if you can't own anything more than your own sperm, then what the hell can you own? Yeah, but she, she let me do it in the end anyway. Yeah, but it just me- yeah. Anyway, so but we have to push through is what I'm saying. Like yeah, you yeah. need to have a little bit of tenacity about it because yeah. it's not going to always be easy. But I think it is really interesting that we go through this process and like for you, your sperm is put in a little kind of frozen tube. It's taken mm. out and it's you know it looks like you don't really have to do much. But there are extra fears involved in that because you do so little. And I know from those awful two week waits how awful the no control part is. And I really haven't thought about that yeah. from a male's perspective or a male's perspective in this environment because I'm the one going to get the blood tests, I'm the one getting the scans, I'm the one taking the injections, all yeah. these types of things. And whilst I find it quite hard and, you know, and taxing, I also still am contributing regularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just didn't really... You know, so there'd be so many fears that get in the way of all that space of someone else having to manhandle your stuff and and so i think it is important for you to let go of those fears that take away from the sperm the energy of what the sperm's naturally supposed to do and if you think it all sounds a bit woo woo that's okay but energy is a real thing it's scientifically proven that we work our whole world is built up of energy our whole solar system is built up of energy so if you're not sending positive energy to that sperm to give it that extra push that it needs to have that it could probably be getting from your penis if it's coming from a different way then you know what's the harm in just kind of giving it a bit of a pep talk in your mind if you're yeah. listening or you yeah. know something around that it, even if you joke with your partner he's not listening to this podcast but you want him to be a little bit more woke as Ben calls himself <laughs> you know even joke about it and say let's kind of really like encourage that sperm to say go you good thing because at the end of the day it needs to swim it's coming out of something quite unnatural and then it needs to infiltrate an egg yeah like there's a lot of factors in that so i think it's really quite powerful that you did that Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. I would also, and I do this for a lot of different parts of my life, I... um. I really encourage, I've got a daydream exercise that I do in my coaching courses that I would do for myself um, early days with thinking about having a baby or trying for a baby, which would be to journal. um, I would close my eyes and meditate for five minutes. I I think we should all just take a breath for a second. And I I would meditate for five minutes and start to kind of 
feel and imagine what it would be like to have a particular day out with this baby. And Mm. it might be four weeks old, it might be six months old, it might be six years old. Yeah, right. And then I would wake like open my eyes and I would write the picture out specifically as if it was today. Okay. So today I went to the shops, um, you choose the name that you want, say it's like Polly. Yeah. Um, Polly was giving me the shits, you know, talk like a mother and just have those moments. This might be a really hard thing for you if you're in the middle of treatment. Mm. I did this like conceptually, um, sorry, consciously conceiving at the beginning yeah. So before we started our fertility treatment, so if you're trying to conceive early stages, this might be something a bit easier for you to do. Yeah. I don't know if I could do that so much now in the middle of trying for yeah. a baby. Yeah. And after having, four, you know, like all these attempts. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that exercise is recommended, but you could try it if you're up for it. Yeah. Um, but it is like a daydream exercise where you really take yourself into starting to feel what it's like to yeah. be a mother or a father. And I think sometimes we can really lock our feelings away. Mm. I know I certainly have in this process. So, again, I think you just need to be cautious of that. But I do think where you can feel Mm. is really important because we block and lock. And I think fear can really actually um, work against us in this Mm. process. Stepping into the field is what a psychologist uh, I see uh would call that it was we were talking about that in a completely different uh realm it was mm-hmm. about in a workspace mm-hmm. but it was that same thing it's stepping into the different energy field it's it's thinking feeling what it's like to have that experience mm. um and it's not enough to just think it you need mm. to feel it you mm. need to feel it in every kind of cell of your body you know mm. um and that's what they say about manifesting it's is really feeling it in every cell of your body mm. um so yeah stepping into the field yeah i think that's important and you know all of these things you need to check in with yourself and making sure that you are you know um you're up for it Mm. the other thing that was really interesting for me was um there's two things i want to add before we wrap up and i'll end with the biggest one that i've had to learn um but the first one was this christmas just gone ben gave me like five different presents and They were all wrapped up separately and one of them I opened and it was a box and it looked like kind of like a shawl but it was like almost like kitty kind of print with a rainbow and it was actually this um, beautiful, colourful swaddle, like a swaddle blanket. Mm. And I wasn't thrilled about it. No, I can imagine. I thought it could go one of two ways. And I looked at it today actually and I'm going to get a bit emotional now. We'd had a miscarriage last year and um, by the Christmas we'd had two failed attempts mm. by UI. Yeah. Um, and so at that point I was just looking forward to enjoying Christmas. We were hosting Christmas as a newly married couple. Mm. I just was really trying to stay focused on the positives. So when I opened that I was kind of a bit like, oh, fuck, now I need to remember what the truth is, which is that, you know, we can't use this and we, we either would have been with a baby because we were due around Christmas yeah. um, or we could have been pregnant from one of the tries that we had and we ha- none of them are options. Yeah. So I found the present really confronting, but I found I, I wasn't mad at all. I wasn't mad at all. I just was quite confronted and didn't really want to address it in that day. Yeah. But I'm so glad you did that. Mm. 
I, you know, I'm so glad because there's just not that many people in my life that will subtly just give me that tap on the back. Like it was just a little bit of a step forward that I I needed to start to see it as a reality again and not as a machine. Yeah. And I'd become so disenfranchised with the whole thought of love and the joy of having a baby Mm. that I couldn't even remotely look at something so real and beautiful because I just was so robotic about it by this point. Yeah. Um, But it sat in the meditation room and then slowly but surely, a few weeks after, maybe it was about a month after, I took it out of the box and then I would start to kind of cradle it and I'd have my teary moments in meditation rooms or I'd like use it just to keep warm one day. I just started to use it a little bit more and it's just really allowed me to just not lighten up because I think that's such a cop-out, but just start to daydream in the... I guess it was a new version of daydreaming that I could handle in the midst of fertility treatment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was incredibly helpful to shift that. It softened me a little bit. Yeah. Because when you go through this, you become hardened and you're hormonal and you are tired and exposed and pissed off and all of the things that you can totally forget why you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then at the same time, you're too scared of getting too linked to why you're doing it because you don't want to get too disappointed every time it doesn't fucking work. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that was, a, I think, a bit of a conscious conceiving thing that yeah. we did and you did on your end. And whilst I found that quite confronting, I do think that it was quite useful to soften me at times that I needed. Yeah. Well, it's like Kevin Costner said, you know. Oh, excuse me. If you build it. They will come. <laughs> I hope so. Nineteen ninety one. I think it's nineteen ninety one. Field of Dreams. Okay. Great movie. Have you got? Have one? you seen Field of Dreams? No. Well, that's where you know. That's. I where don't these... want to see all these movies like <laughs> these sporting analogies. Is it about some baseball player that's from the Bronx or something? It's about baseball, but all I these. Knew it! But all of these dead people come back. All of these dead baseball players come back, and they play baseball on his field of dreams, and he builds this pitch in the Please. middle of this cornfield. He cuts it and he builds the field of dreams. And he builds it, and they come. That's okay. kind of what we're talking about here, okay? Okay, I do. But it's, everything has to be some... It's every moment in life you can think movie. about Kevin Costner. No. He, well, think about him from the bodyguard. Now, do you have anything <laughs> co- like a conscious conceiving point? I've got one big one. I, I, on top of what you mentioned about that and about um, my reconnection with the sperm and working with a kinesiologist to let things go mm-hmm. and um, remind myself and my body um, of what we had to do, I will constantly, um, in meditation, I rarely meditate uh, in, like, mental silence. Sometimes I will do, uh, you know... We uh, both meditate every morning. Yeah, every morning. I will uh, sometimes still do mindfulness meditation, so just being aware and noticing thoughts, feelings, emotions, etc. Um, but more often than not... <laughs> thoughts, I, feelings, emotions, etc. Yes, uh, I, I rattle them off. Um <laughs> Uh, more often than not, I do affirmations in meditation. So it's consistently using an affirmation to change the story that we all have in our subconscious. Mm-hmm. So from when we're kids, we have stories that play out. And you, if you, if Particularly words. Words are quite yep. full on. So if you're a conscious, if you become a conscious observer, you will, you will hear the story and how things constantly play out. And quite often it's things like, I'm not good enough. I'm a failure. I'm an imposter. We'll never fall pregnant. We'll never fall pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's your ego telling you that you're never going to achieve these things. 
Um, so I use affirmations like, you know, I'm healthy, I'm strong, I'm confident, I'm courageous. Uh, and uh, I, leading up to um, inseminations, I've, I've always used these affirmations for myself. So that coupled with me reconnecting with my sperm and letting it know of the job it had to do, I feel like that is... Um, is uh, doing a bit of conscious conception and, and really, you know, working hard to reconnect and get the uh, psyche into the right place for mm. for um, for the process. Mm. I think the biggest thing in the end that um, is whether you are, you know, is a, an understanding regardless of whether you're going through fertility treatment or you're trying to conceive naturally. Yeah is surrendering yep and i think there's something so much more powerful than surrendering when it comes to conception than there is in other parts of your life yeah yeah because surrendering whether you're going to get that job whether it's going to be sunny on the day you're throwing a picnic yeah uh whether that wedding venue is available that you want on the date you want you know those kinds of things are versions of surrendering but version the version of surrendering around conception Mm. is something truly it's truly life-changing. Yeah. And it, it has changed my life. Yeah. It has changed the course of who I am. Yeah. Because not only has it changed my understanding of timing. Yeah. But it isn't just my timing. No, exactly. I was just about to say that. It's the baby's time. Yeah. It was like I asked for a sign, like, so when Stacey and I both have different signs that we ask the universe to show us when we've got a question about something, when we're asking the universe mm-hmm. a question or mm-hmm. uh, it could be anything. Um, and I asked a question and asked for the sign about whether we were going to have a baby, whether we were going to get pregnant. Ever. Uh, yeah. And yeah. so after asking that question, I think it was probably about an hour after that where I went, hang on, I'm, I'm not going to see this sign, mm. you know? Whether it's yes or no, I'm I'm not going to see this. I, I, and I knew that. And I didn't see the sign. I haven't seen the sign. Um, it's so funny because I've done exactly the same. Yeah. Cause I, cause I did I, it leading into this round too and I never saw it. Yeah. And I've seen it for so many different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, same. And, yeah, so that was when I was aware that, you know, this is we can this is divine time this, this is divine the, timing and and it's it's really about you well it's all in, divine timing but this is the crux this is the yeah. top of the yeah. creme de la creme of timing yeah. yeah so it's more about you or us as individuals getting ourselves in the best position to welcome uh, a baby and as a couple getting ourselves in the best position to welcome a baby but the interesting part about that sign example is that you can ask a sign and it can be provided for you to answer what's on your journey yeah. The thing that I think we forget, we aren't aware of, we don't even consider is that we're not just working with our timing now, we're working with a whole other spirit's yeah, timing. Yeah, exactly. So when you ask the sign, when I ask the sign, we're asking yeah. a question to show us a sign on about someone else's timing. Yeah, exactly. Not our timing. Yeah, yeah. So the sign can't show up for us because yeah. we can ask it about our timing yeah. but when it comes to conceiving a spirit baby and a mm. beautiful little new human mm. that is coming in from if you believe in past lives like i do who knows how many other lives who knows where it is you know who knows what stage it wants to enter mm. who knows if it feels comfortable confident you know who knows if you've done the work to a point that it's ready to come like yeah. 
there are so many factors in their experience, their timing, their journey that we often forget that this surrendering process when it comes to conceiving is actually so much about someone we do not know. And so we think that we get an idea of surrendering the timelines. We think we get an idea of surrendering our journeys and our paths, but this is really truly a life-changing lesson to learn. And I don't think you really learn it until you are properly trying for a baby because you really are faced with being more out of control than anything will ever bring you out of control in your life because you are prepping for something that doesn't exist. But it does exist spiritually, but you have absolutely no idea. And the reason you don't have any idea, because if you were trying to get a job or you were trying to, you know, attract something else into your life, you can use your gut because it's kind of you hooking into your divine timing. It's hooking into your inner channel. It's hooking into your inner voice. Yeah. But when it's about someone else's inner channel, someone else's inner voice, someone else's spirit, someone else's journey on this world, you can't hook into that. It's not yeah. yours. Yeah. Even though it feels like it's yours because you're going to be the parent, the mother, the yeah. father, it isn't yours. So that has been an incredible journey for me yeah and it's a life lesson that i will never ever ever regret learning through the way that we're learning it you know i am upset and tired and exhausted and feel not myself a lot of the time through this process but i am forever grateful i've learned something like that 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 Mm. that kind of those lessons don't come around all the time and i think people that have had to go through the challenges and the journey that we have and a lot of you listening have will learn that kind of lesson and understand that specialness in such a unique way mm. that will tr- is truly a gift yeah 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 i going back to what you said before i don't think i've ever felt more out of control than in this situation um and yeah it is something that you really have to surrender and and that is something that i also do during my affirmations you know he's saying that i'm healthy i'm strong i'm courageous i'm confident uh surrender my fears around you know um having a baby surrender my fears around money or i surrender my fears around the future um because i know that our future is bright Mm. so yeah it is all about surrendering of the highest order so just to recap you know, making sure that you've got some healing sorted with your parents, making sure that there's particular things about yourself that you've worked on and and capped that you don't want to pass on, making sure that your relationship is in a state that you feel like you're united, you've had a conversation of how you want to raise kids. And even if you're in the middle and you haven't done anything do it now like it's okay you know how you want to raise kids what kind of parent you individually want to be and and see how that matches and the bits that it doesn't and you know either talk that through or celebrate the differences there's no right or wrong here even if it's just letting go of your fears around having a a baby but that's yeah that's a big one too fears of how it's going to look like so we're really working through thyself Mm. and then going through and not being against kind of ceremonial things before the baby's here. I mean, we baptize babies, we name them, we have all these kinds of ceremonies when they're here. But maybe start to think about something little that you can do with your partner to 
to welcome the baby in before it's conceived. I mean, yeah. they say that it's, I don't know, I don't, I've don't. i got to get this stat off. I don't know what the, the actual stat is in terms of off the top of my head, but they say I think it's like three months before your your baby spiritually finds you. Like it's coming to you before it's physically yeah. coming to yeah. you. So, it's 120 days or something like that. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so really start to think about the fact that you know, it, it's all the time. Like you might be like, okay, in f- three months I want to try and then mm-hmm. think about, you know, sorting your body out one month before. You Start to really think about the fact that that baby is looking at you going, are you ready now? You know, because yeah. it's choosing you well before your physically yeah. your physical journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thinking about it from that perspective. But someone said that to you, didn't they? Because, you know, we were, I think we were talking to someone about, you know, um, getting ourselves ready financially for for a baby which is a big discussion that's a it's a topic for another podcast we completely. haven't done too many of that with no. to be honest but they said oh you don't have to worry about that you just need to worry about whether you're spiritually ready for the baby to to come down because that's what well, they're that's, looking for that's right then the baby think about what a baby wants mm. it wants security security it wants safety yeah and it wants joy to some yeah. degree it wants love yeah it doesn't want the richest parents. Like it doesn't no. know that. It's not it doesn't know about Western society's expectations of us. Mm, mm. That's all your shit, you know? Yeah. It just wants to know it's safe and it'll be fed and bathed and loved mm. and secure. And it's yeah. got people that love each other. It's coming into a loving environment. That's what it wants. So, yeah, thinking about it from that perspective is a great point. I think mm. we think we have to have all this other stuff worked out. But mm. Like everything else, that stuff often will – it helps, but it will come. Yeah. Um, and the last one is, yeah, really working on the surrendering and I think more so than that, the understanding of how this journey is your child's journey Yeah. and you're on it with them and you're on it, you're on it to honour them, but they are not on your journey. They are not on your timeline. Yeah. They are not on your wish list. Yeah. You are now wanting to be a parent, and this is the biggest thing I've understood. It's now time to parent now, yeah, which is selfless yeah. love, yeah, from the beginning, even yeah. before it's entered your body. So you yeah. have to go, okay, little one, you come when you're ready, yeah. just like a three year old's going to fight, you know, not come away from the TV, or a 12 year old's not going to want to leave a sleepover, or whatever, like. It, it starts now that you yeah. start to put yourself a little bit to the side. And yeah, yeah. a lot of us aren't ready for that. And that's probably why it takes a little bit longer yeah. where you have to understand it's not actually about you. Yeah. And it's important to be honest with your partner as well if that's where you're feeling like you are. Because mm. you can work through that together. To get yeah, yourselves in I think place. that's a good point. I think you'll have different fears. You'll have th- different things that come up. You can't be mad you know, no, about no. where someone is on their path. All you can do is kind of support each other through this and try and think of it as a real spiritual connection and a real spiritual growth period um, well before the physical. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Good luck with it all, everyone. Yeah, stay positive. Yeah, that's everyone. not easy. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, uh, that's hard. Yeah. But the affirmations is actually a really good tip. And I think um, you can Google... 
say your you know affirmations for anger, affirmations for lack of patience. You know, there's plenty online. Mm. Um, I'll put a link to you know a good affirmation website if you aren't sure, but yeah. um, you can find them. Don't feel like oh god, where do I even find yeah. that? If you think yeah. of a particular thing that you want to overcome, yeah, and then think of the you know think of what it is. You could even find it yourself it could be i don't want to be angry so you would say i am calm i am patient you know um think of the opposite of what it is you want to be and affirm that if you'd prefer them written you can easily google it It, they come up there everywhere yeah all right, exactly. guys. Um, we love hearing all of your comments. We are completely um, open to hearing about your journey. Thank yeah. you so much for so many of you that write in privately and anonymously and say that they're going through similar stuff. We, um, we appreciate yeah, it. We're going through our own stuff. And yeah. it's. Um, the community is there and, you know, the support we have for each other and, uh, you know, get behind each other, That's that helps to. Yeah, and it just helps to know as well that sometimes this is tricky for us. And yeah. we originally started it, of course, as we said at the beginning of this um, series, that we felt we weren't able to access content that we wanted to, to access, that we felt like was relatable and current to us. So that's why we're here to do it. Sometimes it's easier and um, than other days. Mm. Um, so when you do contact us and let us know that you're loving it, it, it does make it well worth it. Um, yeah, we yeah. really, really appreciate it. Especially, you know, when you everybody, we share the bits. We share not all of it. Like sometimes yeah. it's low and it's hard. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we really appreciate you sharing your story. Come and join the Couple Goals Facebook group as well, guys. Yeah, yeah. And a rating and review is... Uh Always helpful to help us get the word out there to as many people as possible. Yeah. 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 Sorry, that was you. Well, no, I've got a bit of a, I've got a bit of a head cold. Okay. All right, we're going to wrap it up. But thank you so much for listening. Um, We're sending you so much love wherever you're listening, whatever stage you're in, wherever you're at. um, We see you, and we are beside you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bijou Podcasts, the home of taboo conversations. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.